and thanks for tuning in to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I am your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Today, I want to settle an argument once and for all. This argument comes up a lot in business and also personal development. It's an argument of superiority and one that fascinates me as an entrepreneur. And it's a question that my clients ask me all the time. Is it better to be an introvert or an extrovert? So I'm going to weigh in here in a little bit and settle this argument because after all, understanding introversion and extroversion can really impact your business. So this is something that you really need to understand. So here's what you're going to learn today. In the first segment, I'm going to explain exactly what introverts and extroverts are and settle the argument. In the second segment, we're going to deep dive into these preferences so you have a better understanding of you. And I'll also introduce you to omniverts. Then I'm going to talk about the common misconceptions of each of these and give you some practical tips of how you can work better with others. And then in the fourth segment, I'm going to tell you about the time that I got busted for reading Silence of the Lambs. In the fifth segment, I'm going to outline the most important thing that you need to learn from this episode. And then I'm going to share a little inspiration from an expert on this matter. But first, I want to start with a story. So this story took place a couple of years ago. I was working with a great team facilitating them one afternoon and using one of my favorite tools called Personality Dimensions. So it is a profiling tool and we do an assessment to see what everybody's personality type is. It breaks it into four different categories and we assign them to a different color. Now, I love this tool. Every time that I do it, I learn something new and I feel the earth shift just a little bit because we're raising consciousness as people start to better understand who they are and also better understand their colleagues. And as part of this assessment, we also do a piece on introversion and extroversion that is equally brilliant. Now, I've run this workshop many times over and each time I learn something new from the people I'm working with. This time the CEO, who we'll call Sean, had a major aha moment when we did the introversion extroversion piece. Sean wanted to thank the team for taking this time out of their busy schedule to do this workshop, so there were a variety of social activities planned for the afternoon. They were going to go for drinks and then for dinner, and when it came time to do the introversion extroversion piece, Sean realized that there were a lot of people on the team that strongly identified as introverts. And so when we started to talk about the different scenarios, like what would you feel like after a full day of meetings and being around people versus how would you feel after a full day of working in isolation on your own? And the penny dropped as Sean started to see that not everyone shared her tendencies as an extrovert. She thought she was doing everyone a big favor by planning all these things after work, but she realized that that wouldn't necessarily be a reward for everyone. The introverts on the team would find that extremely frustrating and draining. 
So there we were right in the middle of debriefing this exercise and in real time, she stopped and explained to everyone what she just realized, that her plans for the evening were flawed because she had no idea that the introverts on her team wouldn't actually view that as a reward. You see, she ranks quite high as an extrovert, and so she just believed that everybody would want to do what she wanted to do after the session. And I have to be honest, I don't know what I admired more. The fact that she was smart enough to realize this in real time and apply it to the best interest of her team, or the courage that it took to speak up in that moment and share her learning with her team. It's moments like this where I love my job because I love to teach people, but it makes my heart really smile when I watch people learn things that weren't necessarily on the agenda. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to start with a quiz to check your understanding on introverts and extroverts. Yes, I am going to quiz you before I teach you. You know, life's just full of surprises sometimes and you just have to be ready for them. So I'm gonna read you four statements and I want you to decide if they are true or false. And then keep track of your answers for each and I'll give you the correct answers at the end. Are you ready? Here we go. Number one, true or false. All introverts are extremely shy and they're horrible at public speaking. I'm going to repeat that again. All introverts are extremely shy and they're horrible at public speaking. Is this true or false? Question two. All extroverts need to be around other people all of the time and they hate being on their own. I'll repeat it again. All extroverts need to be around other people all of the time and hate being on their own. Is that true or false? Number three, introverts are sometimes misunderstood as being disengaged because they don't always feel ready to share their ideas in a group setting. I'll repeat it again. Introverts are sometimes misunderstood as being disengaged because they don't always feel ready to share their ideas in a group setting. Is this true or false? Number four, extroverts are sometimes misunderstood as insensitive because they'll blurt out ideas when working with a group. Again, extroverts are sometimes misunderstood as being insensitive because they'll blurt out their ideas when they're working in a group. Is that true or false? Okay, your quiz is over. The answers in order were false, false, true, and true. So the first two were false, the second two were true. So how did you do? So I'm going to come back to these four statements a little later and explain them in more depth. But now that the quiz is over, let's settle that argument. And I'm not kidding here. This is a really hot topic. I get asked this all the time. Even as recent as two weeks ago, I sat down with a new client who asked me, which is better, being an introvert or being an extrovert? as if we had a choice to become one or the other? Well, the answer is neither. There is no secret formula for success. There is no calculation that says one is better for you and your business, and this one will make you more successful. But the good news is that there is a competitive advantage here for you, and that is for you yourself to learn these three things. 
Number one, educate yourself about the differences between these two different styles of personalities. Two, know what your tendencies are. And three, learn how to be respectful and accommodate different personalities rather than just expecting everybody else to be just like you. Now, the distinction that's often made between introversion and extroversion is that extroverts are outgoing and introverts are shy. But this is not the case. I repeat, this is not true. The correct differentiator is to understand how people get their energy. Extroverts tend to seek their energy from the outside world. They thrive on being around people and interacting with them, and they tend to direct their energy outward. Introverts tend to seek their energy from within themselves. They need time alone to recharge their batteries and they direct their energy inward in the form of reflection. Now at this point, you might have a pretty good idea of what your preferred working environment is, but I wanna share some specific examples from my personality dimensions tool so you can really understand each of them. So we're gonna start with the extroverts. Here are four common traits of extroverts. One, they typically think out loud because it allows them to really verbalize their thoughts and they often fine tune their opinions and ideas during a discussion. Number two, they find it really easy to express their thoughts and their feelings in the moment and they quite often speak first and then reflect later on what they've said. Number three, they tend to have a very broad circle of friends. And four, they also feel very energized after a day of working with others. Now, let's hop over to the other end of the spectrum and talk about introverts. Here are four common traits of introverts. One, they often prefer to think things through in their head before sharing ideas in a group setting. Two, they learn best when they have time and space to work on their own. Three, they tend to think through the consequences of a situation before they take action or they make a comment. And fourth, they tend to have a small circle of friends that they consider their true friends. Now that we've looked at both introverts and extroverts, it's interesting to see how they feel almost like complete opposites to each other, don't they? As I was reading through both these descriptions, did you feel like one of them applied to you more than the other? Or did you feel like they actually both kind of apply to you equally? In which case, you might be an omnivert. Now, you may have heard this term omnivert, and it's being used to represent someone who falls in the middle and has equal parts extrovert and introvert. So this is a good time to review your quiz. How did it go? How many did you get right? I want to go through each of the four statements to explain them and make sure that you really understand them. The first statement was, all introverts are extremely shy and they're horrible at public speaking. So this statement is false, obviously. We know now that shy and outgoing labels, they don't apply. They're not a good measure here to understand introversion or extroversion. It's really more about how you gain and direct your energy. However, with this specific example, after giving a big talk or delivering a full day presentation or training, many introverts tell me that they really need time on their own to recharge, hence the term social hangover. 
Now the second statement, all extroverts need to be around other people all of the time and they hate being on their own. Well, this statement was false as well. Because of my emphasis on the words all and my use of it twice, while it is a preference for many to be around people all the time, it isn't an absolute. While extroverts love being around others and sharing ideas, they're not social robots. They do enjoy time on their own too. Maybe not as much as introverts do, but they do crave time on their own. Now the third statement. Introverts are sometimes misunderstood as being disengaged because they don't always share their ideas in a group setting. Now this statement is true, and this is a common area of misunderstanding between introverts and extroverts. The setting of a group meeting obviously favors the tendencies of extroverts because they're the ones who are most comfortable brainstorming and sharing ideas on the spot and their feelings in the moment. Whereas introverts really do prefer to think things through in their head before sharing ideas in a group. Do you see how this can really be a challenge and cause conflict? So some tips to work around this. Well, the first tip is directed to extroverts. Remember compassion. Just because an introvert doesn't share ideas in a group setting as much as you do, it doesn't mean that they don't have good ideas. It doesn't mean that they don't care. So I want you to try to think of ways that you can help them participate in the future. Second tip is directed to introverts. Don't be afraid to jump into the conversation. It's a brainstorming session. It's okay to share half-baked ideas. Everybody else is doing it. And if you really want to be heard, maybe try changing the tone of your voice and being really energetic when you present an idea. Tip number three. You can send out the topics for the meeting before the meeting happens. And this will give introverts an opportunity to really think about the topics and put opinions together before the meeting. But be sure to do this as an FYI so that the extroverts don't feel like they have to do this as well. It should be purely optional. And fourth, you can designate some quiet time during your group setting for people to jot down ideas on a post-it note. So sometimes I do this with groups and I have them all write their post-it notes and then put them up on a board and that is what we use to kick off our group discussion. This way you're accommodating both and you're also capturing everybody's ideas. And the fourth statement, extroverts are sometimes misunderstood as insensitive because they'll blurt out ideas when they're working in a group. And this statement was also true. Remember how extroverts tend to think out loud and they like to verbalize their thoughts? They'll often fine tune their ideas as a discussion goes along. So things that they say out loud are not always fully formed thoughts. Now compare this to an introvert who by default would only ever consider sharing a fully formed thought. See how this difference in style could lead to conflict or misconceptions? So here's a few tips to work around this scenario. The first tip goes out to introverts. Remember, just because an extrovert shares an idea doesn't necessarily mean that that is their final answer. Remember, they like to do their thinking out loud. The second tip is for extroverts. If you notice that you are in a very charged discussion or a touchy subject, maybe start to be a little bit more careful about what you say. Or take a second to invite other people to participate. 
And I wouldn't necessarily single people out, but maybe throw out something like, these are my thoughts. I'd love to hear other people's perspectives. And tip number three, and this tip goes out to everybody. Remember that a pause or silence in the conversation is not a bad thing. Be comfortable with silence. Maybe start to pay attention to the energy in the room. Silence gives people a second to really process their thoughts. Now, a lot of these examples in the last segment that I gave were work-related. And I've talked about how to work in a group environment, but I want to share a couple of personal examples. For me, I rank quite heavy in introversion. And knowing this now, I plan my work and my weeks accordingly. So for me, I know that if I have to do a full day of facilitation, I know that I'm going to need a day on my own either before, which is preferable, or afterwards. And sometimes I need both. But I don't judge this as inferior. This is just who I am. But this wasn't always the case. Growing up, I always thought that there was something wrong with me because all I wanted to do was spend time on my own. Highlights of my summer vacation were participating in the book club at the public library. I remember once when I was about 16, we're having a big family reunion at my house. And as much as I love my amazing family, there I was tucked away in my bedroom reading Silence of the Lambs. It was such a good book. And I would have completely got away with it if it wasn't for the infamous family photo. It was at that point that somebody noticed that I was missing, and so they called out to me to come downstairs. Even at that young age, I knew that I needed time out on my own. Back then, I wasn't so kind to myself, though. I thought that I was weird. And if there isn't enough self-doubt as a teenager, (laughs) forget vying for a social circle. I was vying for time on my own. Back then, there was so much stigma around being an introvert. I really thought of it as being inferior. And I believe that there's still a little bit of stigma around it because I hear all the time this scenario. People almost confess their introversion and they're expected to have people shocked by it. Never once have I ever heard anyone say, you're never going to believe this, but I'm an extrovert. You just don't hear that, do you? And I think it's because we still have these old labels of shy versus outgoing attached to it and that's just not the case. So I'm going to give you a couple of my tips. So these days I don't tap out and hide anymore at family gatherings. Instead I ask people to go for one-on-one walks with me which gives me a break from the chaos of having everyone around all day long and it gives me the chance for deep one-on-one conversation which I love. Then I feel recharged and I am happy to return to the chaos and the noise. And then the other tip is when I travel with friends. So I had the chance to live in London for three years and in that time we did a ton of traveling. Especially we did a lot of weekend trips to other European cities. And I learned over time to give everyone a heads up that I might need some time on my own each day. Either going off and shopping on my own, hanging out at a cafe, or just heading back to the room for a bit. And you know what I found? Whenever I would say this, either on the beginning of our trip or before we left, everyone else would want the same thing, which was great. 
And then at the point when we did regroup for dinner or whatever later on, we'd always enjoy our time together even more. So what about you? My examples are from an introvert's perspective. They might apply to you, but if you're an extrovert and you know you have to spend the entire day on your own, maybe writing or working on some project in isolation, do you make plans to meet up with someone later? Do you make plans to meet up with someone throughout the day? This can really help to recharge you. Is there anything that you need to ask for? I want you to think about it. So now that we have a really good understanding of introverts and extroverts, I want you to remember that it isn't black and white. As much as we'd like to label someone as fully introverted or fully extroverted, this is never the case. I believe that we all have a combination of both inside of us, and I have never met anyone who is 100% one or the other. And as much as I do truly love assessments, I also do them with caution because sometimes they can evoke our ego. Remember, our ego wants to remain superior at all times, and it does this by creating separation from others. In order for us to have superiority to everyone else, it is constantly trying to find differences between us and others. So remember, as you're taking the time to learn about others and about yourself, use this information to find ways to better communicate with people, to respect your differences, and most importantly, as an opportunity to speak up for what it is that you need. So if you take away one message from this episode, it actually isn't your label of introversion or extroversion. No. I know, I just spent a lot of time defining them and teaching you what they are. The most important thing that I want you to take away is that we're all different. And not everyone else is fully productive in the same way that you are. Be conscious of this and respect people's differences. Remember, there isn't a right or wrong here. It isn't about superiority. The magic comes from knowing who you are and finding ways to be compassionate with yourself, not in beating yourself up for who you think you should be. For our inspiration today, I want to share a book and a TED Talk from Susan Cain. Her book is called Quiet, and the TED Talk is called The Power of Introverts. As you can imagine from the title, Susan identifies as an introvert, and she gives a fantastic perspective of what life is like from the introvert's perspective. And to push herself into public speaking and promote the book, this brave and courageous woman dedicated an entire year to speaking dangerously. I love that phrase. She shares lots of practical tips for living in a seemingly extroverted world. And I love the tips that she gives around networking. So be sure to check out this book or the TED Talk. I highly recommend them both. And... I want to point out that my saboteur is jumping in right now and telling me how irresponsible I'm being for not recommending a book on extroversion. And sadly, I don't have one to recommend because I've never read one. But if you do have one that you would like to recommend, please email it to me and I will add it to the show notes. to start wrapping up here I hope I've inspired you today to respect the differences in personalities for show notes about this episode please visit thecorporateyogi.com and while you're there be sure to subscribe so you can access worksheets 
that go along with each episode. Remember that your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I know that together we can pave this new way, this conscious way of doing business. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now, it's time to let the rest of us see it.